the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show on this Friday Eve. Friday Eve of the weekend before Thanksgiving. And after the show tonight, I will be going to the grocery store to stock up on all of my goodies. And hopefully you will too, um, because Thanksgiving is all about the food, y'all. And we might as well eat the good food as long as we can now that G is in town, probably uh, checking out all of our farms and uh, all of our produce and uh, laying down the law as to what we're supposed to be doing with our vittles going forward. This might actually be your last yummy Thanksgiving. Make the most of it, I say. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion tonight. We had we uh, it, it not by choice, uh, of course. <laughs> We've had a theme tonight of conquest, and um, Sesame Broccolini and I. I'll bring him in in a moment. We're just struck by a flag hoisted at the top of a high school the day a Palestinian flag, the day after Chinese flags lined the streets of the United States, something I've never seen before to, to welcome a Chinese dictator. It's our, it was our boss coming to town. It's just absolutely crazy. I don't think the conquest is 100% complete, but the question of the day is, do you think it is? AndreaKshow.com, AndreaKshow.com, email me there. 24-hour hotline is 844 844- 814-5227. Speaking of the aforementioned partner in crime with me every night of the week, here he is. It's DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame Broccolini. You know, apparently Winnie the Pooh is banned in China. Because too many people were making jokes that Xi Jinping looks a lot like Winnie the Pooh. Um, <laughs> I just hope he knows that it's actually a compliment. We all think you're adorable, Xi. Um, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. that so you treat me nice in the gulag later. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I promise. Hey, you know what? It's, it, I, I heard, it hasn't been confirmed yet. I heard that there's one country, I can't remember now which one it was, that has banned, it might be Italy, that has banned lab-grown meat going forward, or they're in they the did. process of, did they? The new administration thing? in Italy has been such a nice, this is the, this is what happens when someone like Angela Merkel takes the reins in a place like Germany. Uh, all the na- neighboring European nations are learning very quickly that, mass importation of people with a very different value system and a very mm-hmm. hostile attitude toward Western culture is not 
a good idea. Yeah. News yeah, flash. Not, not, a, not the play. It's not the play. No, no, it's right? not. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something I've actually been warning about for many years. I've talked about this book, Sesame Broccolini. If you've never read the book, uh, While Europe Slept. Uh, if you haven't read it, if anybody out there written by Bruce Bauer, I read this book many years ago when I was on one of my first panel talk shows, I talked about, uh, the partnership between Democrats and the Islamist. This was back in 2006, maybe 2007. And I was told by different Democrat panel on the, I was the only conservative five Democrats, because of course they can't win, you know, they can't, you know, Democrats can never win when it's equal, right? They, they, they just can't. Um, so I was told, oh, that could never happen here when I was talking about, you know, Sharia and, the, and, and all this kind of stuff. Well, you know, here we are, uh, what's going on in America it exactly parallels, uh, Europe under the phony guise of multiculturalism, welcoming in all these Muslims from around the world, shoving them to these outlying areas, and, you know, what a disaster it was. So Italy's smart on that. I was wondering if Xi, uh, I mean, I'm I'm guaranteeing y'all, they're not eating over in China. They're not, at least not Xi. The elites are over there not going to be eating lab-grown meat. When they're eating their Kung Pao chicken, it's going to be the real deal. Just like here in America, it ain't going to be the elites. They're not giving up their Wagyu beef, okay? They're going to still be eating the Wagyu. The rest of us are just going to be eating the goo that they're cooking up in the in the lab-grown meat factories, right? Well, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I have my own theories about it. I personally, it wouldn't surprise me if they're trying to put stuff in the food or if they are contaminating food to, uh, I don't know. You see a lot of these societies going to really processed, unnatural foods, and then fertility rates drop, and then mood Mm -hmm. and chronic disease problems. And I'm just saying, it wouldn't surprise me if one of the government's strategies for keeping the people docile and easily controllable is literally poisoning the food that they eat, so that way they're too sick to fight back against tyranny, right? I mean, when this country was started, the people who started it were growing their own food in large part, so they didn't have to worry about that, but we've outsourced that to the government and to these executive federal agencies, whether it's the FDA or the CDC or the USDA, and we just have to trust that whatever they say is true or accurate, and it's the same people that told us the vaccines are totally safe and effective, mm-hmm. 100%. Right. Well, they're censoring people who were talking about vaccine injuries online. So I don't know. I, right. I don't like this, this you know, uh, <laughs> lab-grown meat for thee and not for me, but you are right. right. I mean, that is what it well, is. Well, I've actually seen videos. I saw a video recently of a woman with some chicken she got from the store, and she starts looking at it, and she starts pulling it apart, and it's all these little perfectly sized little pieces of meat and it was not an actual chicken breast it was a bunch of tiny little equally sized pieces of meat formed together to, to look like a chicken breast yeah wow yep. really yeah yep and so i believe it's already happening i absolutely do um yeah um i i, I want to um get you know <sighs> The gaslighting that we get coming out. Uh, so while we see all this happening, you know, we were talking about uh, the the last hour. Uh, one of the things we talked about was uh, the Gen Z's new uh, new dream boy, right? Osama bin Laden. And, oh, he's just so dreamy, right? I mean, back in my day, we had Tiger Beat magazine. And the dudes considered dreamy were, who was dreamy back in the, in my day? Oh gosh, I don't even remember now. Um, you, you don't think so, Xi Jinping is a little dreamy, or uh, he, 
You don't think he's got some sort of charisma or charm? Yeah, uh, especially no, with absolutely. the young with the young folk. I mean, he knows about them a lot. He's got all that TikTok data, right? So he who knows we what they thought like. was dreamy was like Tom Selleck. He was considered dreamy back in the day. You know, uh, Tom Selleck. Um, who else was dreamy? Um, gosh, I'm I'm having a hard time remembering back who would be considered dreamy. I mean, you know, uh, so uh, Burt now Reynolds, the, maybe the, I don't know. No, no, that was my mother's. That was my mother's generation of dreamy. Um, I, I can't remember who else we had or who was who was the music people that were considered cute. I don't know. I don't <laughs> remember. Um, but uh, uh, I was then remembering over the break between between hours that it's this isn't new than making terrorists if you guys missed last hour there's all these tiktok videos coming out with all these young women talking about just in love with osama bin laden that they read his letter to america and it just blew their minds he's just so dreamy now he's the new he's the new crush and then it occurred to me I was remembering back that after the Boston Marathon bombing, that the younger Sarnayev brother, the one that survived, um, was put on the cover of Rolling Stone. So uh, the demonization of MAGA men in this country, the demonization of, I mean, at the same time, the left has worked hard for decades under the guise of male toxicity and mansplaining and manspreading and everything is misogynistic yet they just they they for some reason fall in love with these terrorists that think women should be stoned to death for being raped Expl- make this make sense to me sesame broccolini uh propaganda is incredibly effective uh truly and i i I know i sound maybe like a broken record a little bit but it really does go to show you that you can make people believe just about anything if you keep repeating it and have all the centers of power repeat it in the same way that anytime there's an attack on a synagogue all the all the institutions and their heads come out and say islamophobia islamophobia they've been priming the american people for this it wouldn't surprise me if this letter has just been sitting on a shelf somewhere um, for a long time, and they've just been priming the American people to sympathize with the militant Islamist and to see that person as a victim. And then they release it because they know the American people are ready to embrace it with open arms. Although, even as I'm saying, I have to imagine most, I mean, are these people on TikTok really representative of the entire, like their peers? I mean, is there a lot of praise Coming out of coming out of these, I don't know apps. how many. Evidently, evidently, I, this is because so, pe- I, I'm so thinking many about of- me and my friends, and it's like I, I can't see any of my friends sitting there and saying, "Yeah, this mass murderer guy is really cool. We should all drink his Kool Aid together because the media says so." Well, this is young women. This is all young women. Okay, and, I was going to say, yeah, what like I'm a, saying a lot of my friends, especially that- people, law enforcement, military, family, like. I don't know. I, I, I myself, like I, I, from the time I could, I was, you know, five years old. It's like I understood enough about nine eleven, knowing it was evil. Innocent well, Americans were killed. Is, is, the militant right. Islamism was to blame. I don't. I but I grew up listening to Rush Limbaugh, so I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Mean, well, I mean, it. There's just some there. Uh, it, there's so many facets of this. This represents the evils in so many ways of what the Democrats have done to women. You know, all the feminist movement, um, you, you know, I can bring home the bacon fried up in a pan. You know, uh, the 24-hour woman who works all day. This was what the feminists sold to women. 
uh, work all day, come home. You're still going to be the one to take care of the kids. You're still going to be the one to cook up the meals and you're going to look hot and satisfy your man. That's what feminism sold to women. Now they're selling to women um, that men are toxic and that um, uh, at least the traditional American male is all bad and all, and all horrible um, and that it, and it's good for them to now pretend that they're women and take sports and jobs and everything else away from women. And then on top of it now, terrorists are the hot guys. I mean, that's really been the, 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 what the Democrats <laughs> well, yeah, they, they, have sold to women. Yeah. Well, and to your point, they don't just hate femininity. They hate masculinity. Um, and they, they've been breeding generations of kids. They punish boys in school for showing any sign of their maleness, any slight interest in going outside or not sitting down in the classroom all day long. Men and women are, are we have similarities. We have big differences too. And that is universal and unchanging. Um, and we've been trying to beat femininity out of women and beat masculinity out of men. And we've created this weird hybrid world where we have men that look like women women that look like men, transhumanism, and now we got someone like Peter Singer saying that you should be okay with bestiality? I yeah. I just cannot believe it. It's, I, it's the, the, Again, the woke moral framework is so dangerous, and I don't, I don't know if people understand what they're signing up for. I don't know if people really think these ideas through. Let's just embrace tra- transgenderism. Let's just start indoctrinating the kids. Let's hand out puberty blockers like it's Advil. Okay. Right. I mean, well, I don't. What are you thinking? Like, where, where are we going to go? Yeah, talk about conquest. I mean, it's it's yeah because you can't have a country when nobody's reproducing. Bingo. And you can't be reproducing when men are all being being you know and they're going into the schools and catching them before puberty on purpose because if they can get them confused on their gender and stop puberty, then they can get them completely you know um, sterilized. And, you know, twist everything around. I mean, that's that's the ultimate you know, conclusion to the cultural Marxist movement and destruction of the fabric of America. And, you know, and 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 and, um, and then on on top of it, another example of all of this through the culture is now. Uh, we've got we've it's bad enough. We've had Caitlyn Jenner get, you know, um, some ESPN, you know, man of the year or woman of the year award, whatever ESPN. Then we had Dylan Mulvaney get woman of the year. We've got a dude on Glamour magazine as as, you know, fashion icon of the year. But then we've got Kim Kardashian is now on a GQ magazine cover as man of the year. First of all, if you're going to have any woman. Who's I, and I and I got into a discussion. It sounds like we're time for a break. Let's continue this on the other side. Email me at andreakshow.com. I want you to weigh in on all of this gender stuff because this is an absolutely critical issue. This is the Trojan horse that will lead to complete conquer of the United States of America. And we're going to continue the discussion after break. If you miss any part of it, download our podcast wherever you get your pods. Email me, andreakshow.com. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego.
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Getting into a little uh, gender bending here, talking about the cultural movement involving genders uh, that's been such an assault on women that they're now these Gen Zers loving up on Osama bin Laden and allowing their lives to be completely ruined by biological males pretending to be women. And now on the flip side of that, we've got Kim Kardashian on the cover of GQ magazine as man of the year. And I got into a little bit of a debate with a Gen Z girl over this because I'm like, because she thought this was great, that Kim Kardashian is this great entrepreneur, and this shows that women are so great. I'm like, you were you not just telling me that you realized that the feminist movement had destroyed women and women were meant to stay at home and take care of their children? And number two, if we are going to have a woman on the cover of a men's magazine to promote a woman as a strong entrepreneur who um, has been an amazing uh, example of a self-starting woman who's made it in, in the business world. It should not be any woman who's based her entire career off of a sex tape she did where she showed her coochie to the world. Okay, Kim Kardashian is not a moral or any example by anybody in this world. She's mentally ill, mentally deranged. What she did to her body shows that enough. And she's a disgusting human being. The Kardashian franchise has done more to damage this culture and women than pretty much anybody else or any other franchise in the entertainment in the entertainment industry, far worse than Maury Povich, far worse than Jerry Springer and all the rest of those shows. Your thoughts, Sesame Broccolini. Well, this whole world of influencers and the amount of power they have, just the sheer amount of influence and sway someone like Kim Kardashian has is just unbelievable to me. Uh, but all of, all of the things you're saying resonate with me on some level. I mean, it seems like... Women have routinely been put in impossible situations and then been shamed and shunned if they fall short of unrealistic goals. Um, and look, I, there there is nothing compassionate about having this world where, I mean, we've just totally cheapened the idea of what it really is to be a woman. I mean, the idea that a grown man, a biological male can spend 30 years of his life physically developing, maybe fighting, maybe even fighting in the military or something. And all of a sudden he starts taking some estrogen and calls himself a woman. Um, and we're all supposed to accept that. It, it just completely cheapens the idea. But, you know, all, all of it is to say, though, that Kim Kardashian's just cheapening the idea of what it means to be an American, what it means to be a woman. She doesn't yeah, seem like she's yeah. setting a very good example for the next generation of no, mothers and cheap. teachers. And women can be what look this whole this whole game to me is just so ridiculous. Um, this is America. It's a free country. Um, everybody should have opportunities. Men and women are different. Well, own your own your womanhood. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I just this whole. I'm not sure how much free how how free it is anymore for for most Americans. I guess yeah. Um, fair enough. But yeah. all, all, at um, least all things, all, everything else being equal, it's just to say that um, you know Kim is is. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow her. So maybe you can enlighten me a little bit. I've never seen any of her stuff. I've never seen an episode of the Kardashians. I've never seen even a single tweet by her. But. I mean, the things I've heard about her just turn me off um, completely. She's gross. She seems like She's just a, gross. the lowest of the yeah. low. Um, uh, she did a sex tape with a boyfriend. 
Uh, they got it seen. She, that's what she's launched her career on. And she's just, she's just absolutely the worst example for anybody out there. And that's why she was put on the cover of GQ. Speaking of freedom, I want to get back to this because I saw, I, I, I saw a comment from Scar, uh, from, uh, Joe Scarborough. And it just made, it made me laugh out loud. You just mentioned freedom and I want to play this clip from him. And then I've got some thoughts on it. They like the democratic ideas. They like freedom for women to have power over their own lives. They like 10 year old girls having the freedom along with their parents and their clergy and their, their, their medical providers to make decisions if they've been raped by illegal immigrants. Donald Trump doesn't. Certainly the United States Supreme Court decision, Dobbs doesn't. And they also, I mean, they like what they saw yesterday. A grown up. Um, so Democrats vote, uh, uh, people vote for Democrats because they like freedom. Yet the only freedom he was able to mention there was the freedom to kill, kill your unborn child. Let me take you back to last hour when I talked about the terrorists descending upon the DNC in Washington, D.C. They, um, one of the things this little libtard says in the video is, as she's hysterical, demanding a ceasefire, is that the Democrats is supposed to be the party of life. Their entire platform, just to confirm what I said last hour, their entire platform rests on nothing more than killing unborn children. That's really what's at the crux of their entire platform. And because, and, and, and I've said it many times, Roe v. Wade was never about any woman's right to anything. That was bad law. Constitutionally, it didn't make sense. They crafted the law. And that was never even really what the Democrats were seeking when they came up with Roe v. Wade. It was really about uh, the, the beginning of the conquest of the United States by, I mean, there's no greater way to remove God from society than to separate its people from God than to inculcate the American culture into killing. The Democrat Party is the opposite of the party of life. And and that's the only freedom that you will ever be allowed to have. And that is the freedom to kill your unborn child. In fact, as the conquest into communism gets solidified, it will be required of you like it is in China for population control. Liberalism is where liberty goes to die. You won't have the right to say whatever you want to say. You won't have the right to post whatever you want to post. You will have to completely tow whatever the state line is if you want to eat, and then you'll have to eat what they want you to eat. You won't have the right to, you won't be able to to, uh, participate in any form of commerce, health, or anything else. Not unless it is completely in line with what the government allows you to do. And we're not messaging well on that in the Republican Party. Are we, Sesame Broccolini? No. Again, chasing public opinion versus shaping it. Look, your rights come from God, not from the government. That is a fact. Um, and the the <laughs> the current circumstances in which people don't realize that really is just a testament to how bad the GOP messaging has been on this. Um, the last great messenger, I don't know. I, it's it's unfortunate because I think Donald Trump is a great messenger and has really revived a lot of 
interest in the Republican Party, and he's been the most exciting thing since the original MAGA guy, Mr. Ronald Reagan, um, who we were so fortunate to have. Every day I just think about what he would do. I miss him so much. Um, I just miss having common sense leadership in office. And I do miss, again, this is such a big difference between people on the left and people on the right. People on the left, largely in all of these different godless ideologies, socialism, communism, whatever, it's all about the fact that you have to have a central authority and everyone has to conform. There is no room for individual liberty, like you're saying, or individual expression. And you see this on the left. Every single time there's a shooting or something, everyone on the left has the exact same message, the exact same talking points. It's a united front. They hit people hard in the schools and media, in their, in their activism, in their protests, in their riots, in their looting. On social media, alternative media, leftists are in lockstep all the time, and they sort out their differences behind the scenes, behind closed doors. They don't always mm-hmm. agree with each other and share the exact same ideas, but they they don't the the parents don't let see the, or the parents don't want the children to see them fighting. Mom and dad put the kids to bed, then they go deal with it later, like grownups. And Republicans need to get better at that because what happens is that resentment builds, and before we know it, we have different competing factions on the GOP who are all vying for for a voice and for power and for sway and influence. And we're just, it, it's the sense of unity that's missing, but it's also the sense of, like you're saying, articulating the messages clearly and regularly. Don't let leftists just take ground from you. Fight harder. We have so many instances where mainstream media just puts out propaganda and Republicans don't refute it. They could work harder to co- to reclaim the narrative. They could work a lot harder to take back control of the narrative and to shift the Overton window the other way. It is possible. Um, but they don't. And I don't know why. Maybe you can tell me why. Why are there so many people well, in the modern day GOP establishment who are just letting letting leftists run roughshod all over the place? Well, I think they agree with the uh, I think they agree with the um, they're part of the corruption, which is one of the things that Vivek Ramaswamy uh, exposed in a way that had not been done before publicly and nationally. I just wish that it had been Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. Um, moderating the debate with their ten with their ten times the audience, as he pointed out, then more people might have seen that um, they're in on it, and and um, that's that's the issue is is that they're in on it, and because it pays too much, we it, it, it's it's such a paradox. If we had that may not be the right word, um, we need legislation or not legislation so much of, I guess, legislation. Um, it pays too much to be a congressperson in this country. And that needs to change. But we would need the Congress people that are benefiting from that to change it. You should not be able to get a lifelong pension for serving one term in the House or the Senate. That's the way it works. That's just one so term. Nuts. That is so and you nuts. get and you get a lifetime of pension. Our Congress people used to work in their districts. They were farmers. They were business people. They weren't leeches off of the taxpayers. One of the things Vivek Ramaswamy talked about, including Nikki Haley, is he and he's actually got on his on his Twitter feed. And don't don't get it twisted. I'm not saying I would vote for Vivek Ramaswamy, but I'm going to use his content wherever I can because it's dead on right now. He's got a a, a tweet, and yeah, I'm going to call it Twitter. I'm not going to X in. Um, where he's got a chart up there where he shows before office what somebody was worth and what they're worth now. Joe Biden, Dick Cheney, and 
Nikki Haley. She was worth less than $100,000 before she took office. Now she's worth $8 million. You think she was paid $8 million to be an ambassador at the UN? And that was years ago. Dick Cheney, I didn't realize this. He was worth le- worth less than $100,000 uh, when he took office. He's now worth $150 million. Back when the left was crying about Iraq war and all that, for Halliburton and all that, dead on accurate. That's what's going on. All right, we've actually got some legal news to share with you guys because what's a part of the conquest? The Department of Justice. And we've got some breaking news on that end as well as some good news uh, regarding a court case with Trump. So stay tuned. I love it when I get to share a little slice of good news with you guys and we have it coming up. AK. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I've got an uh, update on the uh, Joe Biden uh, classified documents investigation. Uh, you all uh, know uh, that uh, former President Donald Trump has been indicted in a court in Florida over his uh, classified document situation in which all presidents, by the way, have the right to, it, it, as commander in chief and chief executive of the United States, have the right to decide what's classified information and what's not. And uh, President Trump had classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. You know the story. They have indicted him, supposedly. Meanwhile, while all that was going on, um, we discovered uh, that uh, Joe Biden had classified documents in a garage in his home in Delaware. Remember how he said, oh, you know, they're safe. They're in there with my vet, baby. Okay. Ain't nothing happening when I'm in my vet, right? Um the documents, the classified documents, were there not with, during his time, were placed there not at any point with him as president of the United States, but back from when he was a senator. U.S. senators never have a right to declassify documentation. Every piece of paper he had there that was classified was criminal. And yet the special off the uh, let's see, Department of Justice special counsel Robert Hur's office today. Uh, uh, according to two anonymous sources uh, who informed CNN that her and his team are not expected to include any charges against Joe Biden for him actually breaking the law with classified documents. Gee, uh, nothing spells uh, how to conquer or a conquer uh, conquest in action uh, than the use of the the a government uh, to cover up the crimes of its officials and punish its opposition, and that's what we've going on here. Anything you want to add to that, Sesame? Um, just exactly what you said. It's it's there's something twist, especially twisted about using taxpayer dollars to go after the taxpayers, and somehow I wonder how is it that every time we have some instance like this where the Bidens are protected and law and law abiding citizens who are conservatives or Christians or Latin mass goers are uh, getting the book thrown at them. I don't understand how GOP members vote to give the FBI a pay raise. But oh, I saw recently, yeah, three hundred and fifty million dollar new Taj Mahal. Could you Mahal explain that to me? How is it that we decided we want them to keep going after conservatives? 
Is yeah, that evidently the, they do. That's the message gotta, I'm getting you, from the GOP right now. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, well, well I, I've got to suspect that the 70 of the 70 who voted for this $350 million, you know, Taj Mahal for the FBI um, might have rewarded them uh, because they want to make sure nobody looks their direction. Got it. You know, that's 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 my take on that. Meanwhile, let's give a little good news. On the legal front, let me pull up this article. I don't want to misquote anything, but it looks like we've got a little win over. You guys remember Judge Nudie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, his poor high school classmates. Oh, oh, goodness. (laughs) So Judge Nudie, a.k.a. Judge Ingeron, uh, in New York, he had filed a gag order against Donald Trump. So in the middle of Trump being being uh, dragged into court on a $250 million uh, fraudulent fraud trial in which there's no victims of any, you know, said fraud, and he's done absolutely nothing wrong, the same judge uh, slapped Trump with a gag order. Um, well, evidently, uh, that has been suspended. So um, there was a gag order that barred Trump from commenting about uh, court personnel in his New York civil fraud. Because see, this was <laughs> remember Trump had come out and said that he the 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 court clerk was dating some must be dating somebody or other. I mean, it was classic Trump, right? He was accused of quote maligning a key staffer. See, apparently, Sesame Broccolini, the state New York State Attorney General can come out all day long on Twitter and the steps of the courthouse and malign a former president who's a current defendant in a courtroom. But Trump isn't allowed to say something snarky about a little low level staffer in the court. Okay, got it. Well, um, a but hey, remember that's the party of freedom. Remember, as Scarborough says. Still yes. the party of freedom. <laughs> exactly. Um, so an appellate judge uh, put a pause on the gag order. Um, and he raised concerns that it violated the former president's free speech rights. Gee, you think? Huh. We actually have a judge who who, who might have read the First Amendment, Sesame Broccolini. Mm, maybe this one actually went to a real law school, not one of those yeah. uh, George Soros Could law be. schools like Harvard. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and the, and this this judge said it also applies to Trump Trump's lawyers and others involved in the case. So um, really? love this. Wow. Yeah, love this. Oh, by the way, did you see this this picture that went viral over my girl, um, his attorney, uh, uh Alina Haba. Is it Helena Abba or Alina? I think it's Alina Haba. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, love her so much. Well, I guess she was at this. What was it? Was it what is it, this Dana White thing? Trump was just there. What yeah. is, is that UFC? It's a what UFC thing? thing. Yeah, it's a UFC, UFC thing. And one of the big yeah. sponsors called Dana. Yeah, I'm sure you heard the story um, and told Dana to take down a post. I think he posted a picture with Trump on his social media. And one of his biggest sponsors immediately called and said, you have to take it down. Um, and Dana White said, no, he stood his ground. Oh, oh, I heard him talking yeah, about he, getting he said, a call not, from some he, sponsor. I didn't know it was about that. He told that. his sponsor, not a chance. Uh, you're not going to censor me. Good for him. Well, there was a pic that went viral that included Alina Haba. And if you zoom in on the pic, you see that her necklace has these letters. F.J.B. 
Do you think she has? Do you think she has three kids? Of uh, three kids named Frank and Jesse and Beauregard. I was mm. I was going to go with Jeremy or Jedediah, but fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah, she's and a one, and, true. Honestly, what she's doing right now is just such important work. It's it's hard to underestimate. This is a historic assault on. I mean, all of conservative yes. America, but the Constitution, our election integrity, um, the sanctity of our institutions. It's just and it, she just seems so courageous and so focused. Yeah. Um, and so I, sharp. Yeah. I mean, Godspeed contrast to her. her to Jenna Ellis. Contrast <laughs> her. Oh, my gosh. Night and day, honestly. Yeah. Truly. You know what? DeSantis, Jenna folded DeSantis. so easily and so oh, quickly and from such a big talker. Um, you know, you'd think someone who could talk game like that might be able to walk the walk. But I guess time has uh, time's been very revealing in that way, hasn't it? What, as soon as the pressure got so- turned up on her, she just folded like a cheap suit immediately. She's such a tard. She's such a tard. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. And you know what galls me most of all is that, you know, she did all that. Her entire career and everything was based upon Trump, right? She actually charged Trump $150,000 for that legal expertise, Okay. <laughs> he paid way too much for that he's getting his money's worth from melina haba okay speaking of how much time do we have left in this segment do we do we have time to play a classic uh senator kennedy clip yeah we got time okay because i pulled a clip yesterday hopefully it's still it's still in the stack if not we'll have to take a break and find it okay so evidently one of joe biden's uh judicial nominees to to uh to take some court somewhere uh take the bench i'm not sure which which court um was before senator kennedy yesterday and he asked her the most basic legal question that L. Woods would have gotten right on day one at Harvard Law in Legally Blonde. And this woman could not answer this question. Sesame Broccolini, if you can play this clip. The difference between a stay order and an injunction. A stay, a stay order would prohibit... Um, sorry, an, an injunction would re- restrain the parties from taking action. A stay order... I'm not sure that I actually can can give you the okay that this person <laughs> is who Biden nominated to be a judge. Sesame Broccolini. Well, I mean, I mean Judge uh, Moody that, to Judge Braindead. Yeah, I mean, goodness, yeah. God, God forbid anybody ever go before uh, ever have to stand trial. Under, under this administration's watch because uh, it won't be free, it won't be fair, it won't be impartial. Wow. And also, I mean, imagine it's like, hey, I'm, a, hey, yeah, I'm just talking to my doctor and uh, he couldn't tell me what <sighs> surgery is, but I signed up for the experimental procedure anyway. Um, yeah. And we'll see if it works <laughs> out, you know? See you on the other side, guys. <laughs> exactly. I mean... <laughs> I mean, you're, really, you're asking the American people to, to hand the reins of our, of our criminal justice system uh, to somebody who can't explain what it is or why we have one. Uh, I wouldn't and for even all want I know, that person. I, I mean, that person is literally not fit to 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 sit in on a fake TV show. Like, uh, isn't Omarosa now on a fake TV show? <laughs> Didn't Steve Harvey do like a fake fake courtroom show? You know, he sh- this woman's not even qualified for that. Let me see if I can articulate a stay. 
Um, an injunction is when they, it, it, when it's an order to cease something, we, we put an injunction. We basically are stopping this action from taking forward. And a stay, uh, is when, um, you're giving somebody something, um, for, for example, you know, that somebody's on death row and they've, um, there's due to be executed and, the and the dead man walking has his attorneys uh file to the court and ask that there be a there a, a, a stay and and they, they file a court to the appeals and the appeals court yes there's a stay on the ex, uh, there's a stop on the execution and then it goes forward and then and they agree on the stay and then somebody files an appeal to that, and then it stayed. I see. I didn't explain it any better than she did, but at least I at least I made an attempt. At you're, least I made an. You're attempt, also not about to be made a judge, so there's <laughs> there's, there's. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, All right, I'm going to Google that and come back and see how qu- how how close I was in in my explanation. Stay tuned. Final segment of the Andrea Kasher coming up. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back from tonight's Andrea K. Show. I actually googled the difference between a stay order and an injunction. I was actually on the right track. An injunction basically says we're stopping you from going forward on this. Like FBI right now, we're, we're, we're calling a halt to your continuing to coordinate with social media companies to suppress free speech. Um, a stay is like a stay on an execution to where we're going to stop this execution from taking place at midnight while the Supreme Court has an opportunity to review the case. That if we're not completely conquered, we're almost there. What's your takeaway of tonight's show, Sesame? Since the founding of America, there have always been people that want to corrupt it, that want to pervert it, that want to um, weaponize everything that that it has to offer. Um, and I guess what I'm, my big takeaway is: never take this country for granted. We have to fight mm-hmm. for it. That fight is a constant battle. We're always one generation away from tyranny. Um, and who's to say that this country one day goes the way of the Roman empire or the Ottoman empire. Do not take it. Don't take one minute of it for granted. So I'm going to go out and live my life, enjoy my freedoms, read up on the constitution, arm myself with facts and just fight as hard as I can with every fiber of my being until my dying breath. That's what we have to and do using, to protect and, this country right. and to preserve what and we have. And using your breath. Yes. And using your breath and, and, and spreading the word. It's what we do every night here from 6 to 8 p.m. on the Andrea K. Show. It's what uh, Sesame Broccolini does. We're, we'll share some more about you and some other work that you do so that people can can find you in other places. You can follow him on X at uh, DJ Sesame B. Follow me on all the socials. If you miss any part of tonight's podcast, I think it was an important show, connecting the dots between all these different stories of the day and what it really means. Because sometimes when we look at all these different stories, each and all their own, it doesn't. you almost have to see them and how they connect to understand really what's going on uh, in the country. If you miss any part of tonight's show, download the podcast 
and follow me on all the socials. Email me at andreakshow.com. Um, I didn't get a chance to read any emails tonight, but I will tomorrow. And tomorrow's our Friday show. So come on back. We'll see you 6 p.m. tomorrow night right here on AM 1170, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. I love you all. Keep your head on a swivel. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.